Yeah. What's up, party animals? Let's forget about all the bad decisions you made this past weekend and join the gang as we go beyond the party. You're now listening to the Beyond the Party podcast. What's up, guys? Beyond the Party, episode 12. We are happy to be here. KP's not here with us this week, but she'll be back next week. So just uh, me, Grace, and our special guest that I'm not going to announce yet because me and Grace are going to talk about our weekends. What's up, Grace? How you doing? Great. Yeah, a little weekend recap. Um, okay, so Friday and Saturday. So, I, okay, I have to say I feel like I kind of live like a Hannah Montana life on the weekend. So Friday and Saturday night I was working out on the town doing my marketing, media, videography. But then during the days I was doing very wholesome stuff. So I went to the farmer's market. I was doing fun oh. stuff with my dog. Um, but then at night, yeah, we went absolutely crazy. So Tradesman's um, has a new... A fog machine and oh, like a bunch cool. of new lights so it's like really turning into it's almost like looking like Yubon now and Yubon had the Christmas in July party on Friday night so it was really fun. Cool. What about yeah. Saturday? Saturday I was just kind of out doing the same thing running around so Yubon is doing their Surfside Saturday so it's a $5 Surfside and then a green tea shot which is a crazy deal and cool. so people go crazy for that so it was really fun people you know the bartenders get up on the bar and do the shots yeah, yeah, from the yeah. top of the uh-huh. bar which is i think is my favorite thing that they do uh so yeah that was fun i feel like tradesmen's definitely like needed to up it a little bit i yeah. agree i mean we so it's the the you know barbecue and whiskey bar and they have so many good bartenders there i love all of them but like yeah. we have loyal bartenders there so some of the other venues you know that bartenders go back and forth from the other ones but tradesmen's no the tradesmen's bartenders are the tradesmen's bartenders yeah, yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. so they're great and so i was like we really need to up this so josh the manager there um and mike do a really great job of making it look like the nightlife spot to be right. and uh vision was djing and it was really fun he was up on the standing up on the tables and i was standing up on the table too and we had the fog machine going and it was it was awesome I felt like I was like at a concert. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 The weather was like really nice this weekend. So I feel like everywhere's kind of packed. Yeah. I was at uh, JD McGillicuddy's Friday, which was pretty packed in Maniunk. And then Saturday I was at Fido. And I was telling you before, mm-hmm. it was like all people from London at the bar. <laughs> so I showed up. And since they had the Premier League in uh, Philly at, at the link. So that's why, if you guys were wondering, I said all people from London were there. Um, and they're all in the, the soccer jerseys, and uh, they, they come up to me beforehand. They're like, oh, can you, like, play our theme song? Like, like I don't know, all this stuff. And I'm, I was like, I don't have that. I don't have that stuff. I'm sorry. And I was, like, thrown off a little bit. I was like, fuck, like, are they going to, like, vibe, like, with this music? Like, they're not from here. Like, I, I was kind of like, what should I play? And then um, I started playing, and they knew, like, I, I probably, like, 85% of the songs. But I was, like, playing some songs, and... And they were like, I'm trying to think of like like what songs like maybe like like probably like Chris Brown. I was playing Chris Brown songs, and they didn't even know like what the songs were. They would stop dancing and just like like look around, and I was just like very like thrown off by it. And I was like, fuck, like I got to get out of this <laughs> or something. Yeah. Do you think like since when I was technically an Irish pub that like people from you know London, Ireland, England were like coming over and being like, oh, let's go to the Irish pub. It's gonna feel like the pub in there, and maybe, it was kind yeah. of more of like clubby songs i know i know fado is like um i think they like promote that they're like a soccer ball. yeah so mm-hmm. like they have like all the games on beforehand yeah so I, that's what i think like happened like they all like went to watch the game and yeah kind and of stuck stayed. around mm-hmm. then i showed up <laughs> you're like we're here to party yeah but no it, it wound up being like a really good night too so that's good yeah i feel like the the older people just had no idea what i was playing and they left yeah <laughs> but that's kind of, i mean they the cross the board stayed. kind of sometimes I yeah feel like, right yeah. 
You remember some music. of the requests they made? I think you said they had some requests. I don't really remember specific requests. They're on these songs like I never heard of, an artist that like I never listened to. So it sounds like we've got to go like, over there. Yeah, yeah I got to <laughs> tap go into for a night. <laughs> yeah, I got to tap into the London uh, music, uh, music industry. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, this week we have a special guest on, good friend of mine, K Fry. Welcome, K Fry. How you doing? Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. I think this is a uh, first podcast i've done definitely first solo pod i think there might have been one no nah, I mean, we're just gonna say this is number one this is number oh one. awesome First welcome podcast. yeah, yeah. exciting you guys thank you, thank you. taking uh, his podcast virginity nice. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. you always remember your first guys yeah exactly yes happy we could be it you know it's getting weird already oh my God. <laughs> uh but how was your weekend it was good man um see i'm like my memory is like totally shot. So I, I same thing happens to me. Yeah, I live and die by Google Calendar. So mm-hmm. I literally would have to look at my phone to jump back. But if I can remember correctly, oh no, uh, I was uh, I was in Kiss Kiss. I was at AC on Saturday, oh. but started off Vesper brunch that day. Friday, I think Friday I was at Uban. I think I don't know. Like I said, I live and die by Google Calendar. Crazy, grid, you remember, dude? The grid goes off, then I'm in trouble. Um, but yeah, believe I was definitely in Philly on Friday, and then uh, the next afternoon was Philly for brunch, and then I had um, Kiss, Kiss Kiss that Kiss. night. AC, yeah, it was a fun time. Fun time. Kiss Kiss was great. Always a fun time. Uh, uh, shout outs to Jason Weiss, Double Down Entertainment. Uh, they set that up. Uh, but yeah, Kiss Kiss. That was always a great time. Played a lot of different stuff. Uh, I like I like being able to go places where. You know, I, I, Philly, it seems like mainly hip hop esque, you know, for mm-hmm. the most part, a lot of trap, a lot of hip hop, Jersey Club type stuff. Um, but I really like going down to AC where you can kind of play a little bit of like Bila Funk and different types right, of styles. Yeah, hop and, around. Like, yeah. and also it's stuff where like you got to think like that's like more of a believe it or not. I know for us, that's like our backyard, but that's a destination for a lot of people. So people are going there to specifically just have a good time. So that's the crowd yeah. you want versus when you go, you might go somewhere in Philly and that might be literally their city. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it. There's the people that they literally take a photo, or not photo, they take a video for like 15 seconds of them looking like they're having a good time <laughs> yeah. and they sit right yeah. back down. Yeah. And that's like, that's something that really scuffs my jays, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, nonetheless, it was, a, it was a great time, great crowd. Everybody had a good time. I had a good time. Everyone was safe. Success. So. that's awesome let's uh let's backtrack a little bit how did you get into music where are you from how did you kind of start you know getting into nightlife and DJing yeah it's a pretty long story but I'll try to sum it up so I started off getting into music I was like I don't even know I was probably it was right before like I'd say I was like 10 getting into like drumming uh and I started off as a drummer um, it was literally just like kind of some Nick Cannon drumline type stuff where yeah, uh-huh. I was the guy that was faking that could read notes. I just I couldn't read the notes for some reason. I don't know. I think it was just ADD just wasn't allowing me to want to allocate the time and the mm-hmm. resource and bandwidth to learn this. Um, but I thought it was really cool what people were doing. So like I would just have the the best guy go do it. Like they'd be like, oh, we just got this new thing. I'd be like all right, let me see you do it. He'd do it, and I'd be like, all right, and then I'd just go ahead and do it right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and everybody thought I could read, and I remember like getting put into kind of the more advanced classes at that time and everything too, and it wasn't until uh, I was going into like middle school and high school where they were really like having the teachers test you, and the guy, he definitely 
pulled me off to the side and was like, I want you to clap out these notes for me. Yeah. And I was like, and I was just trying to stall. And I'm like, what, uh, I mean, like, what, what do you, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like trying to, I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, why don't, what, what notes? Like, you clap them out. I was like, well, you know, like, clap them out. And I'm just, at that point, I was found out. Um, but then also around that same time, not too long around that uh, time, I guess you could call it divine intervention, I terribly broke my arm playing basketball. Um, and it was like, it was so broken to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't even turn my hand over oh, and oh I couldn't gosh. even make a fist. Um, so Oops. like, yeah, I had to go through like rehab for that. So grabbing sticks was totally out of the question. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was still interested in music, uh, cause from growing up, I'm apparently like the only thing that could calm me down as like an infant was my parents would have to go and like turn the radio on. Cause I would like go up and bang on the radio the whole time and act like a nut job. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that got me to stop is they would turn it on and I would just sit there and just like, bop, oh my gosh. And, like chill. It's so in your bones. It's, yeah. So like I've always had the interest in music right. and I've always been a fan. Um, and I remember seeing like these little, like these, I don't even, it was like a DJ toy that you could, I'll, I'll say it's MIDI for the sake of conversation. Like mm-hmm. I'll say it's a MIDI controller, but at the time I didn't even know what that was. Uh, but it was like a MIDI controller DJ thing that I thought was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, from there, that was like the first interest and that was around 13 years old. Um, and then one thing led to the next an interest turned into a hobby. Uh, and then that hobby, like, uh, other family members started to see that interest as like a, a spark. And they were just really just fanning the flames by, uh, just everybody just encouraging like, Hey, like get him this stuff, get him this stuff. Yeah, and then right. one day my mom brought me and surprised me, uh, by taking me into guitar center and uh I, I knew at the time like she could not afford it and we we're looking at uh cdjs and they were like 800 mark twos mm-hmm. if like i mean we know where we're at now where we're at like three thousand. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so like these these things they're not now what we have they're like they're like computers right like a cdj is literally like a damn computer in itself uh but then they were just really fancy cd players that's all they were um and that was the first thing i had and I also saved up and was like selling CDs, like burnt CDs, as a as a young kid, like like for like five bucks a piece because yeah. people were like hearing what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, can I have that? I'm like, yeah, sure, like five bucks, five bucks. And I would save up all that money to buy more gear. It was just one thing leading into the next, into the next, into the next, and um, yeah. And then it wasn't until about I'll say I was like 18 is when I felt like I started taking it seriously by trying to like go out to like New York and stuff mm-hmm. and. And uh, that's when I really thought I had stuff known, but like it was definitely like that's when the real blood, sweat, and tears I felt like started coming into it. Because that's when you're starting mm. to get your heart broken and stuff yeah. like that, like yeah. you know. And if, and if I feel like anybody listening to it, if you haven't had that yet, like oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen a few times. <laughs> like you know, I mean, but that's honestly life. It's not just like mm-hmm. nightlife. It's yeah. literally just life in general, right? Like there's gonna be some bitterness in the sweetness of a cake. You feel me? Right. So like yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, as in like the inception, uh, but. I think I think that kind of sums up just the beginning of the DJing uh, or like music. That, that I don't I don't think I left anything out. <laughs> Where, awesome. Where'd you get your name from? Um, oh, my name is just really abbreviation of my full name. So uh, I remember, and I was uh, like back when AOL screen names were cool, or when like when people were <laughs> yeah. using yeah, people, like that was that's how we talked. I wasn't yeah. texting anybody. You would just mm-hmm. yeah, get yeah. home and then you'd wait to hear the door open or whatever like mm-hmm. sound that you had on uh, on your computer, and you'd see your friends go ahead and chat with your friends. Uh, but another cool thing is anytime like 
you're, you're making new screen names all the time, right? Like you're making new screen. If you were like a little kid and you got in a relationship with somebody, <laughs> oh it's like, yeah. right? It's like so, so-and-so loves so-and-so. L-U-V-S. Yep, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So you know it's real, right? But, right. Uh, but no, like it was uh, around that time was when Jennifer Lopez came out with that one album and she started calling herself J-Lo. I think, was the album called J-Lo? I don't know. But she sure. started calling yeah, herself J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I remember like just being like, well, that doesn't like J-Lo. Why is she J-Lo now? And somebody was like, that's those are initials. I'm like, no, those are that's not how initials work. Guys. <laughs> yeah, like that's not Too many letters. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not how initials work. Like it would be J-L or J then whatever her middle name is and L mm-hmm. and like just me being a stupid kid. I was like, well, she's J-Lo. Then I'm K-Fry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just dorky kid. And yeah. then, of course, like thinking I'm funny, I went home. And so I made my screen name like K-Fry something. Um, and then going into the next school, this kid was uh, at the lunch table. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to start calling everybody by their screen names. He did that for a day. But mine's the only one that stuck. Oh, so, gosh. Like, that's so funny. So, I mean, like my government name's Kyle so like that's boring everybody's uh sorry mom but uh that's boring but like there's an uh, empty room right now and there's probably still five Kyles in here you know? <laughs> so like Somehow. they had to, they had to have something to distinguish me so it was mm-hmm. like rather than just being like Kyle F they'd be like oh that's K Fry oh it's K Fry and mm-hmm. that was even before me striving to be any type of DJ or yeah. artist you know yeah. so when it came down to thinking of a name I wasn't creative in in the sense of being like, oh, I'm going to be DJ Venom something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I was just like, I'll just go with what people are already calling me and just went with K-Fry. And the French fry thing is another thing. It was pretty much all jokes, honestly. Everything around me, it was people kind of taking stuff and trying to like put a joke on me and me just like going, okay, I'm going to own that. Like even the French fry thing. Uh People would be like, oh, French fry, oh, French fry. Like they, they would try to poke fun at me. Like, right. Oh, yeah. French fry, French fry. And then I would get like Frylock, oh, DJ Frylock. And then I'm sitting back there and I'm connecting the dots like, hey, like I fuck with French fries. Like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, like I fuck with Frylock from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And if you don't know, Frylock and Aqua Teen, it's in New Jersey. So I was just like, you know what, man? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the French fry guy. I'm, I'm, the, I'm Frylock. Yeah. Like, Lean into it, so, right? So, like, put it on shirts and stuff and now it's i'm just running with it so like thanks guys to all my bullies thanks <laughs> i appreciate it it's awesome Gave fuel fire yeah. yeah for real that's awesome did you have like a mentor or anything that like kind of helped you get into bars and clubs like when you first started doing that i know you said you kind of just like grew up kind of you know you just took it by you know your family supporting you stuff like that but it's hard to get into bars and clubs and actual nightlife by yourself. For sure. So did you have anybody that really like led you in the right direction? Yeah. So, um, that's a really good question. Uh, for a while, honestly, there was, there was nobody uh, in the beginning. It was like, I was really just watching people online. Um, you know, I was looking up like Jazzy Jeff videos, mm-hmm. DJ AM videos, mm-hmm. DJ craze videos. I remember crazy and clever used to do stuff together like dropping bars here uh and then <laughs> but yeah there's just any anybody along those lists a track um you know and i was just watching these guys because i mean like growing up in i was i was growing up in like northern burlington area of jersey so mm-hmm. that's pretty much just like farms it's just farms a columbus market there's a base around there columbus market um, yeah see i love it know, there actually there <laughs> If you know, you know. But yeah, you're right. If you know, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's there's about that, and then it's just just like everywhere else in New Jersey, it's just surrounded by a border of just infinite wawas. So yeah, but uh, um, growing up out there, there was you can imagine there was really nobody interested in any type of 
music really like that. Everybody yeah. was really listening to country music. I mean, for, not everybody, but there wasn't really anybody that was that was DJing, or there wasn't really anybody that was interested in producing like either electronic music or even hip hop per se. You know, not not in my class, not many. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they weren't vocal about it if 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 they were doing it, uh, but. Yeah, with uh, w with that, I didn't have any mentors, so I really was just watching people online, just trying to study people online, um, trying to figure out how I could get into clubs and everything, and then I just started going out, and I think this is kind of everybody's common denominator, is they really just start showing up at places, yeah. and yeah. stuff just kind of happens. Yeah. Like, you just got to just be in the room, as stupid as that sounds. It's You're just right. like, like, what do they You're say right. in the gym, right? It's that the, the hardest part is showing up. Yeah, mm -hmm. Everybody says, like, yeah. it's the biggest thing. You're just like, man, I got to show up. That's all I got to do is show up. And it's, it's the same thing with this stuff, too. So uh, I really just got to say all I did was just start popping out to different spots. I remember going to a spot in Cherry Hill and um, with a few friends. I looked up and I saw a DJ that I kind of had a connection with. And what I mean is my brother, uh, one of his first jobs is he worked in Acme back in the day. And my brother's a graphic designer. Um, so just like me, we kind of figured out what we wanted to do pretty early. Um, so when he was working at Acme, he was still doing graphic, or he was, this was the beginning of him doing the graphic design stuff. Um, and he comes and shows me, he's like, yeah, I just did a design for a DJ. He's like, uh, he's, he's my coworker and everything here at, uh, uh, at Acme and I'm like oh okay that's cool I'm looking at it and like it's this like pretty cool logo I'm like all right that's pretty interesting like you know like whatever anyways flash forward we're at Vera uh, in Cherry Hill and I look up I see the DJ and I'm like that's the guy that my brother made the logo for like you <laughs> well, know it's a small world yeah and it's like all right like this that was years ago and I'm talking to tell my friend the story real quick and he's like are you gonna go up and say anything I'm like Man, like, what? I'm about to name drop a guy from Acme. Like, he doesn't remember this guy. Like, no disrespect to my brother, but it just seems weird. The optics, it doesn't seem weird. I mean, it doesn't seem good. Yeah. Um, right? So I'm just sitting there, and I already just, like, I shoot that down. And I'm just sitting there and just, like, kind of just vibing out, listening. And that's another thing, too. If you ever see me in the club, like, for the most part, if I'm not DJing. Chilling. You'll probably catch me just chilling in the yeah. cut. Yeah. You'll probably, rather than surrounded by, like, drinks, you'll and other people have seen it you'll see me surrounded by plates of food that's Amazing. happened like I've, there's been plots where like you see you'll walk in the corner and it's like okay rods but as long as there's good music i'm cool i'm chilling but anyways i'm just vibing out just listening to the music and at one point he puts on a uh like soldier boy at a funny point in the night and uh i remember just laughing i thought it was hilarious and i i, I laughed and i remember just like laughing literally out loud and I look over, and he's looking right at me. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, all right, this can either be really good or really bad. So it's like, let me just try and turn this into something really good. So I look up, like, this is possibly my opportunity. So I, I go to walk up, and he lets me come through. And uh, before I get to even say anything, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know if you remember. And he just goes, Acme! And like, <laughs> freaks out. That's great. Freaks out. And I'm just like, oh, and he's, dude, he's... He's super like like uh, welcoming and everything, wow. and he's always been like that. And since then, he's kind of been like big brother. And it was DJ Nine, so oh my that was, gosh, yeah, wow, so that's that awesome. Because he grew up uh, like a uh, neighboring town, so um, wow. yeah, that was that was beginning of meeting him. And yeah. I remember thinking Very like, cool. yeah, I remember the thinking like, that was the beginning of meeting him. So I was the probably the first person that I really met. Um, not saying that he's not a mentor, but because uh, I definitely have like called him up and stuff for advice mm -hmm. here and there and had a ton of great conversations with him in person and on the phone. Uh, but 
around that same year was uh, um, he tagged me and he tagged some some people in some of my stuff online because that's when he started following me. Um, and then he started tagging uh, some of the Senate DJs and one of them specifically is DJ Soho. And uh, I jokingly was calling Soho like like night like dad for like the first two years of hanging out. Like yeah. literally, I'd walk, I'd, I'd come into a club, and be like, "Yo, pop!" and everybody would turn, <laughs> and it's like, "What?" Or like he'd be, we'd be going out to eat or whatever, be like, "Thanks, dad." And like, like, <laughs> Resemblance is not there. Yeah, exactly. And then also too, he would have had to have had like a kid when he was what like nine yeah. or something. Like, but uh, I don't even know. But uh, but yeah, really uh, to to flash forward, like first. One of my one of my biggest big brothers, I'll say, and like mentors for sure, is definitely Soho, even still still to this day. Uh, but yeah, Soho Nine, a lot of the Senate cats, um, uh, Casper, they've all been really good at uh, any time I've had questions or felt frustrated or uh, uh, you know like sometimes you feel like you kind of want to jump off the ledge yeah. uh, career wise because. Uh, I feel like that's kind of happened to all of us at some point oh, in time. Definitely. Um, shoot, I'll admit it, it's happened to me multiple times. Yeah. Um, and I've had mentors and friends both have to tell me, like, yeah, like, chill the fuck out. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. because yeah. really that's it what happens. it is. Like, sometimes right. we just freak out. It's not that serious, like, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah. yeah, the Senate guys have really been uh, uh, big, big brothers in a, in a lot of this and still are. So shout outs to those guys. It's family for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's good having like a group of people in the same industry around you for that sure. can always help. And yeah, you know, mm -hmm. building that connection. Would you say that because of those people and because they're so Philly centric, is that why you're choosing to pursue Philly more over so like New York? Because your proximity in Jersey is kind of, I feel like you can go either way, or is New York like not out of the question for you? Uh, New York's definitely not out of the question. I wouldn't put it anywhere out of the question. And this is no disrespect to Philly at all, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on other areas just mm -hmm. because uh, I think. I, th I think there's there's been this really there's been this like notion of like us looking at territories as, pla as places to be conquered, mm -hmm. and uh, I think anybody that's from Philly would probably agree that like Philly's not really like a place to be conquered. It's more like a beast. Like it's yeah. more like it's like like how Absolutely. they look at Las Vegas as like what it eats you or like or New York they eat you up and spit you out. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That's your that's like a living thing. It's a living breathing thing. Mm -hmm. um, so if it was like a territory, then that's somewhere where you could claim you change. Like no no no, this place is it's changing on its own with or without you, you yeah. know? So I don't look at it as like a, uh, as like that territory where I'm trying to be like the man out here. Mm -hmm. If anything, like, yeah, like I want to be, you want to be somebody that, uh, that I guess is relevant seems like such like a icky word to me. Mm -hmm. I guess you want to be like, you know, like when people are, are, when the opportunities arise, yeah, you want to have your name put into that fishbowl to possibly be pulled out. Uh, but that's what I'm trying to get into, right? And I feel like at, at least at this point, uh, I, I think I can humbly say that at least I'm somewhere in that fishbowl, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and with that, if I can check that off, then I'm happy. Um, and now I'm trying to see like how I can use my resources here uh, to help people here and then also help people that are trying to come and experience here so I can also go and, and do that in yeah, their cities, right. you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, because from what I'm finding out to a lot of people that I look up to um, in just the artist community in general, what they're saying is they're like, dude, you got to travel. Like, because you really got to see, like, this yeah. ain't it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, and, and once again, this is no disrespect to Philly. This is ev anywhere. This is anybody's yeah. hometown. Just insert, copy, paste, insert your hometown. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it is. It's not, this isn't personal to anybody, but it's just what I've been hearing from all of them is they're like, listen, you got to leave. You got to experience other things. Like, you're, it's only to your benefit. Um, you know, and, and I just don't, the last thing I want to do is be a, a big fish in a small pond. 
Mm -hmm. um, so right now I'm trying to check out other avenues. So yeah, New York is definitely not out of the question. Um, I want to get back in there, but that's even a whole other piece. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. Philly's pretty big, right? Like it seems like it is at least. Mm -hmm. But then when you put it in comparison to New York City, oh, yeah, completely nothing. different. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It almost seems like it's nothing. And I feel like the way things just operate are so different too. Yeah, and mm -hmm. like just the way people promote different events and getting even just getting into different places. It's yeah. very, very different the way things operate in different cities. Yeah. Have you played in any other cities besides from Philly and New York? Um, I got to say, I mean, I've done demos. So I've done demos for like the, like certain brands and stuff. So uh, like in in different parts of California. Oh, dope. Um, and been to, done, done demos in like Detroit. Uh, but as far as, doing like clubs and sets in, in different uh, different cities, I wouldn't say that not necessarily. I would put let's put it this way. Like you know how when you finish a set you place your sticker, the whole cheesy tradition of placing your sticker <laughs> on the booth. Uh, my my sticker is not really in, in those cities. Right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, yet. not yet. Not yet. Coming not soon. Yet. Yeah, yes. we're working on it. Working on it. Eventually. Do you have a dream venue? That you a dream play? venue. Yeah. Oh man. So honestly, it's not even. I don't even think they're doing anything yet, or like any more with it. But uh, dream venue. So I'm. I'm gonna take. I'm. I'm not gonna consider festivals, uh, just because I'm gonna say that's almost like a separate thing. Because yeah. the festival itself isn't. That's not necessarily a venue. That's almost like its own movement, like yeah. its own platform. Uh, but as far as like a venue that I would. Honestly, like uh, to play, just to even go to and experience mm -hmm. a concert is Red Rocks. Okay, yeah, and awesome. Like that would be absolutely amazing. Just because, like, like I, I still got to check out Brooklyn Mirage and everything. That looks cool, and uh, there's there's a lot of really cool venues out there. But that one's a natural venue. Like it's literally just like it's not really. It's just there. Like you, know mm -hmm. I, mean? I don't even know how to describe. It. Like it's one of the coolest, like awe-inspiring venues that I can think of. Mm -hmm. and I feel like not many people would necessarily think of that because you're probably thinking I was, I would say like a club or something right. like yeah, you know yeah, within yeah. a city. Mm -hmm. But if I'm if I'm trying to like think outside of the box and be like, all right, I can only do one place. Like you know, if I wanted to do one place and do like a huge show, it'd probably be there because that would be insane. Awesome. And then also too, as the performer. It's the opposite. You know, it's an amphitheater. You're looking at the crowd. Like, the crowd's yeah. up. Like, that's insane to me. And mm -hmm. I could not imagine, like, seeing, like, all the lights <laughs> of phones like that. Yeah. So I'd be there for them. If, like, I feel like anybody that plays there, like, that's probably got to be a treat for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, more yeah. than anything. Like, shoot. That's awesome. So that's, that's where I'm going. Red rocks. Red rocks. What a great way to look at it. And you talk a lot about, like, your audience. And you're, like, very humble when you talk about it. So... When you do demos or when you produce for yourself, how much of it, it are you thinking about the audience or are you really thinking I'm putting my heart and soul in because I like this music rather than playing at like, you know, a U-Bon or a Tradesman's when you really have to cater to exactly the crowd that's their age and, you know, people who are there. Um, so how much really is is it for you and how much is it for them? That's a good question, too. Uh, and if I really think about it, it's tough. It's like it's. It really is a hybrid, and I feel like it has to be a hybrid for for anybody to be successful as like uh, as a DJ. Because uh, I mean, let's get it straight. Like anybody can. I, I, this is there. Are people are like, oh, like nobody can DJ. Nobody can just like not just anybody can DJ. I don't agree. I think anybody can DJ in the sense of like, yeah, like anybody can go ahead. I, I could probably teach somebody in twenty minutes to 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 play songs, launch mm -hmm. tracks, load up tracks, play songs. 
that's what DJing is, right? Like, but if you want to be a great DJ or a good DJ or stand out, then yeah, you have to be doing both of looking at what the crowd wants and then also thinking about what are you bringing to the table? Uh, because honestly, the beginning of DJing, let's it really, we were, we're, we're bringing to the table this new sound to other people too. It's not just like me giving you what you want to hear like the tracks that we know we're going to play, like insert the hot track of the month, like even though somebody's going to request it anyway, like the track that gets most requested, insert that track, anybody's going to play it. You're going to guarantee to get that. What else are you playing though? Like what are you, where are you filling in the blanks? Like I know if I were to ask you right now, anybody, anybody that's, it's a nightlife, anybody that's a nightlife, you mm -hmm. work in marketing, right? So like anybody, when you're coming out, if you're coming out at peak moment of the night, if I'm like, give me five tracks that you think are the hot track, you're going to probably have similar tracks, right? It's yeah. going to, that's, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but my thing is like, we already know those are going to get checked off. What else are you doing? So like, what are you doing in the beginning of the night? What are you doing at the end of the night? What are you doing in like the middle where like, you know, those spots where you got to kind of, you have this type of set, right? That's uh that, that like, let me think of uh, like if we're at an open format spot, then that means we're playing all types of genres. So I got to transition from this genre that's a totally different energy and uh, uh, pace to this genre, yeah. right? What am I doing to fill in the blanks? Like, am I just starting and stopping, mm -hmm. or like, am I doing some creative transition where like I'm mm -hmm. taking you for a whirlwind, or yeah. like, or am I doing something funny that's gonna make you laugh, or am I doing something that's gonna make you like? go back and be like, oh my God, I haven't heard this song since I was like a little kid. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, what yeah. am I doing? Like, what, mm -hmm. like, so it's, that's where uh, you have to kind of, you're doing a mixture of thinking of, of your audience, because you have to, like I said, but on the other side, uh, you do have to give them a taste of yourself too. Like, yeah. you know, like you do have to give them a little bit of what your interest is. Like right. it's, because uh, it, if you don't, then you're not really being true as an artist. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think, there's definitely a difference between uh, uh, anybody yeah, anybody can DJ, but not everybody can be an artist, right? Mm -hmm. And there's like a fine there's a fine line that you cross over uh, once you start actually looking at it this way and breaking down your sets um, and trying to actually like I always look at it as like literally being a a chef and like whipping up something for people. So like yeah. looking at all these different ingredients, like you know, and uh, how, how I look at it is like literally like there's all these ingredients you're going to have stuff that's like we're going to have like our slow tracks we're going to have our really fast paced mm -hmm. tracks we're going to have like a little bit of this and then i'm also going to pepper in some mic work like you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. like, it's mm -hmm. got to be a balance of everything though and then on top of that too if it's going to be your dish like what spice are you bringing that's different than the spice that i'm bringing yeah so like that's where i'm saying like there's it's i feel like it has to be a hybrid absolutely where, where you're listening to where you're Listening to yourself and the other, and the people. Sorry, I'm super long-winded. No, no, it's good. <laughs> and Great answers. I, I feel like in the rat race that is, you know, the music industry, and people are trying so hard to make it now because there there is a lot of people who are pursuing their passions now. I think more than ever. Um, I think it might be hard to stay true to yourself, and I think it's easy to lose yourself just by playing exactly what the venue wants to play, or if you're getting a bunch of requests, you playing them all in order just so everyone's there and having fun and being happy and dancing and is there ever a time in your career where you had to recenter and felt, okay, maybe I'm doing too much um, for everybody else and I'm not putting too, enough of myself into it? Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that comes in uh it's like seasonal. It's like a cyclical thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be times like, uh, like even there's artists aren't always coming out with projects like day after day after day after mm -hmm. day. Like you got to have a time to go back, reset, uh, take some rest, find inspiration, come up with something new. Mm -hmm. And, and, 
if you're not doing that, if you're not taking that time to reset, like rest, come up with something new, then how are you going to create something new? Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that as in like it's not possible. Yeah. I'm saying I don't personally know. Not without, not without a team. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. not without maybe a team of people behind the scenes that are cooking that stuff up that I'm going back to. You know, but if it's just me, um, there's been plenty of times where I've I've purposely uh, gone out of my way to uh, to take time off because I wanted to go back and then find inspiration or just like take a break. Because like the moment, because I also got to realize why I got into this stuff. I got into it because I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, like I really like taking a crowd of people and taking the energy here, and then being able to take it in so many different ways, you know. Uh, and any time that I find myself at a set where I'm going, like, man, like, what am I doing here? That's when I'm like, all right, we need to take a break. Like, mm -hmm. whether it's like a, an actual vacation or which I haven't taken, I need to take a vacation. <laughs> uh, whether it's an actual vacation or it's literally just like, dude, I just need to like go order food, chill at home for the weekend and mm -hmm. just like sit with the dog. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, absolutely. And that's totally fine. But that yourself. reset, yeah, that reset needs to happen because it's so easy to like make yourself dull um, mm -hmm. in this stuff. Like, yeah, it's definitely. so easy. And, and I don't want to I don't want to be stale. Uh, that's the last thing yeah. I want to be. And uh, a lot of times, too, like I could I could play the same sets all the time. And mm -hmm. like there are going to be similarities for sure in all the sets when you come to yeah. watch. Like, yeah. um, I can't help it. But also, too, like I'm thinking the people that are coming aren't the only people that are listening. The staff are listening, too. Mm -hmm. And. I'm sorry. I know that like everybody's nice and they're like, oh no, we don't care. We don't care. Like, you know, but like, I know damn well. That they're just like, they're like, yo, this DJ did this last week yeah. and he's doing it again mm -hmm. this week. Like, I'm we're tired sorry. of this guy. And they, they might they might be nice and they might hold their tongue to that person. Yeah. But if they're saying it at all, that's bad. Like that's that's a bad Definitely. thing. And that's gonna like ruin my chances of me coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's pretty much how I look at it. Um, yeah, no, that's a great point of view because you, know, you always want to keep people on their toes. And I look at it as like you want to take them on a journey. So like when I first started, I'm playing like I might be in like the 70s, like for BPM. Mm -hmm. I just gradually, gradually bring it up, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up, get to 128. And then, you know, then we're vibing, we're going. But then you want to bring it back down. And yep. yeah, and I like how you said you switch like stuff up and you want them to like, oh, I heard this from my childhood. Like I remember this. I love implementing like stuff like that. And I feel like it's almost um, people don't look at DJs as like artists, like, like that they're doing something like creative in their mind and they're kind of just playing song after song after song. Like we are artists as well mm -hmm. in our own way, even though we're not actually on the spot making that music, like that sound, like we're still uh, doing it in our own way and transitioning. And yeah, it's, there's a reason it's very why introspective. Yeah, there's a sure. reason why mm -hmm. we're playing a song after the previous one and yeah we're, we're, there's yeah, a method yeah. there's yeah. a method and like you, people need to highlight that too like there's a reason why i'm playing the song um, there's a reason why i just played this song and there's a reason why i'm playing this song exactly and then the sec the next song there should always i feel like be some reason like if i go up and ask you when when you if, if this song's playing right now or if you're queuing something up if i go up and just go like why and you have no answer. Like it doesn't have to even <laughs> be something why. crazy. Yeah, it doesn't even have to yeah. be like a crazy, like you know, like cryptic thing. Like you mm -hmm. know, like why? Like oh well, blah, blah blah. Like if you have no answer, like then, bro. Like you know, what I mean? that's my big thing. Because right. I've I've definitely seen people where they're just like slamming stuff, and they're just like, okay, this is ninety five BPM, and this is ninety five BPM. Good. This is ninety five BPM. This is ninety five BPM. Okay, good. 
all right, this is 95 B. But if I played you two 95 BPM songs, I could play you totally two different energy songs. Mm-hmm. And that happens too. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen cats do that too, where like they'll play and I'm like, dude, the energies are not matching Very right different. now. Very different. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and there's a way to get to what you're doing, but like, it's really harsh. It's like sandpaper. Uh, but it's, uh, I think a, a big issue right now too is uh, the fact of like everybody, it, instant gratification and the fact that everybody literally can just DJ with their phone. Because yeah. what, the whole like pass me the aux cord yeah, and everybody thinks tunes, they can DJ. Like yep, that, yeah. Exactly. So everybody thinks that they can DJ like because they've been in the car or they've been like at the party and like, don't get me wrong, like sometimes that's how this stuff starts. Like, yeah, yeah, it I'm is. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Don't get me wrong. That's, that's sometimes that's absolutely how this stuff starts. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if like that's kind of what started the spark of with me by just like playing a couple tracks and seeing mm-hmm. how people reacted mm-hmm. and then me going like well let's see what they react to with this one like yes mm-hmm. that is kind of how it starts but there are some people that see that and just like any sport just like any activity mm-hmm. they see that and they're like oh it wasn't that difficult in the beginning but then when you start getting into the deeper levels of stuff like you know but but however though i, I do believe that it is a skill like you know and like skills yeah. are stuff that the skills is something that that can be learned there's some people that i've seen that have ridiculous talent but mm-hmm. for the most part, to be like a respectable and a solid DJ, uh, I that you just have to just build that skill. You don't yeah. have to be yeah. like the craziest, most insane talent. Because shoot, even people that won Red Bull, uh, um, Red Bull Three Style recently within the past few years, um, very talented dudes, very talented dudes for sure. But if you saw some of them and actually put them up against like some of these like technically like these guys that if I were to show you, you'd be like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, like, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. if you yeah. would put them up against that, you'd be like, oh, no, he doesn't seem like he's doing that at all. But this guy's still a champion in his own right because yeah. he's putting all of the fundamentals and everything in this skill mm-hmm. and showing and showcasing what he can do as a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just a really interesting thing. I don't know. Like, this is... like. It's it's like so it's it's relative like these these answers that it comes down to like everybody yeah. can DJ and stuff you know what I mean yeah, yeah. because even outside of the actually DJing the skill marketing is a whole nother skill oh you have God. to learn too and oh my gosh. like somebody could be the best DJ in the world with they don't have the proper marketing and they don't know mm-hmm. how to market themselves and get into certain venues and mm-hmm. play at certain places and have people hear their music or you know their mixes then they're not going to go anywhere. And the thing with that is you are your brand. Like mm-hmm. you're selling yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's even so much harder than me, you know, as I go and sell our venues because people come for the food and the music and the nightlife and all the entertainment that they offer. But, you know, you really staying true to yourself and marketing yourself, I think, is a whole nother level of it. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, I wanted to ask you, where do you see yourself in five years from now? So I know you mentioned, you know, you're looking at other like markets and stuff like that. Do you want to move cities maybe eventually? Or? I could, I can only go based off of like kind of tra- the trajectory that I'm trying to set up with myself right now. Um, and what I would say is right now I'm really focusing on getting back into production again. Um, and mainly not just like edits and remixes. Uh, I mean, those are great, but mm-hmm. uh, doing like original work and stuff like that just because like I feel, I feel like uh, as a DJ, like you definitely get to a plateau of just DJing. And you can only go so far just DJing. I mean, times have changed. There was a time, like, uh, even, like, when A-Track was in it, when he was his 13-year-old self, and they were battling and stuff like that. People aren't really doing that anymore. I mean, even, like, uh, even with the Red Bull three styles and everything like that, like, uh, they're not 
it's not the culture isn't like that where people are just going out and just gigging and it's me versus you <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. you know and and we're really going for that like metaphorical crown right like it's not like that anymore now uh dj's you you have to be doing something else you got to be doing something else and it might not just be it might not be production but it's got to be something else like yeah. name any successful dj they're not just spinning records. Like they're either producing or they're doing a podcast as well, yeah. or they're doing this or they're doing all the above, but it's not just one thing. Um, one thing that my mentors have told me is they're like, listen, like if anything, DJing is the catalyst. That's, uh, that's the medium. That's, that's how people get to see like what you're doing and then you show them what you're really doing. Um, and that's why I always, if, if you ever look like my page, it always says DJ period artist, because I always wanted to put it, put it in the back of my mind that like, it's, you're an artist, dude. Like, yeah. that's why like, I'm, I'm focusing on even, uh, I want to do more stuff with clothes. Like I, I was doing stuff with my own kind of clothing brand, uh, with like my merch and everything. Cause I wanted to do something different versus just putting my name on a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. I wanted something that was going to kind of catch people's eye mm -hmm. and then also get people to like ask questions about it. And, uh, I got to get your guys sizes so I can hook you up. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, but it's please. literally just like simple, like French fries in the pocket shirt, oh, like fun, you know, uh, um, logo on the back, but there's nothing that really like stands out that says, this is what it is. It's yeah. just kind of like a fun shirt that people have from what i've been told they've been seeing and they've just been going like like yo what is that where do you get that i want that I that's fine like you yeah, know, just, yeah yeah and, and that's awesome if that can introduce yeah like, and that's, <laughs> and that's my, like, the whole point of it was like uh my whole thing was like i was looking at a lot of shirts and i'll just look at my like i said in the beginning before we start talking mm -hmm. i'm very self-deprecating sometimes to a fault <laughs> um and I was looking at shirts that i made in the past that had my logo on it big fat initials on it and everything thought that they were cool for me and maybe for a family but then what happens when you give it to somebody and you're like all right here and then what do they say they're like oh man this would be a great sleep shirt yeah it's tough yeah you're right like tough you know part. like that's like you, that's like somebody you give uh your business card to and they throw it in the trash right in front of your face like they might as well right Ooh. like if, but if you're sitting here and going like oh that's a great sleep shirt you're willingly saying that you will not wear this outside no. you know or you're saying this would be a great gym shirt you're mm -hmm. willingly saying that i would rather ruin this shirt <laughs> than wear it in my regular rotation and if i wanted people to walk around and actually advertise something then i want them to want to wear it yeah and yeah, yeah. so like my whole thing is like man like i don't want to wear my own name like so let's flip something else and make it make it something where it's not my name like it's make mm -hmm. it to where it's whatever they want it to be like yeah. you know and if they're wearing it and somebody questions them about it then what do they do they per they start to promote me right because mm -hmm. they go yeah. like oh yeah this is actually my boy k fry like oh like, here's his page like yeah follow him he's selling the shirts here yeah. like blah 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 and that's all the that's interactions crazy. that i've heard of that's what's happened uh, so yeah, I want to do more with clothes. I want to do more with production. Um, shoot. I want to do at some point, like if it's five years, five years doesn't seem like a lot of time, but it's a decent amount. It's a decent chunk of time. I'll say at that five year mark at that point, I, I really want to start doing stuff with, uh, like more of visual and like filmmaking as well. That's awesome. Um, and, and going down that path just because, uh, in the beginning before I remember in high school, I was doing my interests were video production and audio. Um, and I was kind of at a fork in the road when it came to deciding what I wanted to do. Um, and I remember saying I wanted to do CGI work. I remember saying that like I wanted to do video work, but I remember saying that I wanted to be uh, an audio engineer, like all these things ultimately ended up going more the audio route. But, um, 
have always had that interest in the video route. And that's why like when it comes down to like a, a lot of the content that I make too, it's, it's majority me doing my stuff. And it's not saying that like it's the best stuff out there or anything, but yeah. I'm just saying that I have been doing just because I thoroughly enjoy doing that as well. It's just mm -hmm. another creative or uh, artistic outlet, cool. you know? So, uh, and, and also too, it's uh, normally we're used to looking at waveforms. So think about like, on the audio term, like you're really in one dimension if we're just looking at waveforms. But now when I'm working with me doing a, a, a wordplay at a club, now I'm working with my audio and I'm working with like actual visuals to look at. So like yeah. uh, with, with me and my ADHD self, then like, that's just like, it's just, it's just like eye candy and just more like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It's it's exciting to me. Like you know, what I mean, it's just yeah. another artistic outlet that's different than music. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That I would love to definitely dabble in with. Uh, uh, at that point, maybe about five years from yeah. now. That's cool. That's the best thing about like working in, and entertainment like life. You there's so many different venues that you could explore. Mm -hmm. Like, and also like you said, like five years isn't you know the craziest amount of time but it still is kind of a good chunk of time mm -hmm. like two and a half years ago i was <laughs> i never touched a dj board in like, my insane, life man. or like I or like just... i did like at yeah. college and so like didn't know what i was doing at all yeah you know i mean yeah and yeah now i yeah, yeah we're doing like a podcast say, yeah, and i'm DJing ago, I every weekend it's crazy real estate finance for five <laughs> below and exactly, uh, here i am yeah. so <laughs> hey, yeah okay, time changes you just gotta do it really does. Has anybody asked you guys these questions yet, though? Like, where you guys think you'd be in five years? I don't think on the pod, no. No? Not yet. No. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> flipping it around. Wow. Because I genuinely want to know. Interviewee like, becomes the interviewer. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, because if, like, if, if we got, you say, in two and a half years, was that about the same? You said two and a half years ago. That's Yeah, right. a year ago. Oh, a year ago? Yeah. yeah. So, shoot, if you guys are rolling, then where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this last time that I started with TikTok by just like opening my phone and taking a video of myself. And that was two years ago. And it has blossomed into this whole amazing thing. And now I do social media marketing, videography full time. I absolutely want to keep going with this. Like you said, it's a creative outlet and making the videos and doing the videography and uh, going to these venues and taking the videos and pictures of you guys and then putting that together for people to see is is my DJ set. Like that is oh, yeah. my where I put all my creativity into. And I have a degree in music. I was I'm also a drummer. That was my degree. Nice. Um, so <laughs> definitely needed that creative outlet. And I just want to keep going with that. And I want to see where it takes me and what it turns into. And I don't think it's me like owning my own like marketing firm or anything. I think it's me continuing to um, do what I'm doing and maybe hopefully start doing it for like big name performers and going to the Red Rocks and doing their videography and, um, you know, videoing their DJs and putting it out for people to see. So I think just um, what I'm doing now, but hopefully on a much bigger scale as well. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. God, I'm used to just asking the questions. No. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, wasn't expecting. Five years from now, it just—I feel like some stuff is like hard to um, scale because you never know like where something could go. But just five years from now, I just want to be really enjoying like what I'm doing, and I don't want to get stuck in any certain thing. I don't want to keep as much as I love playing at the venues I play at now. I don't want to keep playing at the three same venues every single weekend for the rest of my career, you know, and I really want to make a actual career out of this. I don't want this just to be something fun I did in my 20s, you know. I, I really do love this. I love music, and I love just 
doing this, talking to people, networking, and kind of exploring just different, um, I guess, like, different venues, like, in the entertainment industry. Ever since I was little, I was always, like, really into just uh, music. I also played the drums. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> since, I was in, since I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Can make a drum line. Uh, I mm-hmm. went to a, like, performing arts school where I was in marching band, concert band, same. choir, <laughs> you know, everything. At the same time, playing three varsity sports. I always like having my hands in different stuff. So yeah. mm-hmm. five years from now, I would say if I could just be doing kind of the same stuff I'm doing now, just on a larger scale, I'd be very, very happy. And yeah. And I also just started learning how to produce. Shout out Jules P. He uh, gave me my first lesson last week. And nice. that seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Definitely want to have a few songs out too. Yeah. Cool. No, it seems like uh, at the end of the day, that's the way. Like, uh, if, if, from everybody that that has had longevity um, in this, kind of that evolving throughout your career is is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you're gonna just think about it. Even as uh, as DJs, like uh, what we're doing right now. Let, let's be real. There's a window. Yeah. There's, there's a window of time. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's there's probably people even looking at me specifically now. And it's like, dude, like you're still doing this, <laughs> still doing the DJ thing, like, you know. Like, but but yeah, there's absolutely like a window. Whether like uh, you probably might not have thought about it, and like uh, for for yourself. And I don't. This isn't me saying that everybody should like you know think of like some final date of when they should be doing it. Yeah. But I feel like to have like some kind of window of like, yeah, I want to do this for like as, and go as hard as I can from this time to this time. And then maybe I want to like, you know, do like something that's more on the, the executive end and like, right. maybe yeah. I want to do something that's here. And like, and, uh, and, and the reason might be because like, you know, like I got all, all I got, all I, or I got all I wanted out of this, like, you know, mm-hmm. here. so like now yeah. it's time to move on to the next thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't want to get caught just like stagnant. And yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Place. Like you said, that's my biggest fear. Yeah, that's my biggest fear of like mm-hmm. just just stop growing. Because uh, because mm-hmm. what do they say? Like if you're if it isn't growing, it's dying. Yeah. generally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I didn't even know we're all drummers in here. Come on, that's so funny. <laughs> that is we need to have a drum battle soon. <laughs> No, we'll do like the the whole <laughs> yeah. uh, the high school. No, literally. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my god, I was Dude. doing that all the time back yeah. in. Back Definitely in got a few detentions for that. We just like yeah. breaking markers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but, so funny. Yeah, it's the beginning of it all. <laughs> so we're so used to being on the other side of the party. Let's actually dive into when we have partied. So I want to know who the coolest person you partied with was. Coolest person I partied with. Oh man, it's tough to think about. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of times the the people that I've been seeing recently for me it's been athletes, uh, mm-hmm. and then mainly just Philly based athletes. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the coolest story that I probably have, and this was right before um, really uh, this was before like working with the Sixers and everybody, and like uh, and yeah, I've done I've done events and stuff with them, and like those were really cool. Uh, yeah. But I think the one that stands out for sure because it has to do with the time period too. Um, and around the time when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, one, that still feels like a goddamn dream. Right. Um, like <laughs> it feels like is, yesterday. Yeah, like just for <laughs> anybody that's not an Eagle fan, like, like a Philly fan or Eagles fan, like haters so or for anything, them. like, yeah, I'm sorry for you, but like if you experienced it, and then you would understand why we're going to hold on to this shit <laughs> ever. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I do not care. Yep. Like After experiencing that and just walking through the city uh, after we won, like just in feeling the electricity, I don't care how cheesy I sound right now. I understand yeah. why people get sports tattoos. No, like, yeah, <laughs> I totally get it. 
because like that's that's one time in the city where we're walking through where it literally felt like the city of brotherly love. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. now you're right. High fiving people. <laughs> yeah. hey, fuck Tom Brady. Fuck Tom yes. Brady. Like you know, that's yeah. literally what it was. It's like a hug and a handshake yes. right there. Like, yeah. It, 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 people stopping each other's cars and getting out and dance. I saw people dance battling each other. Like you, they're surrounded somebody's car. Mm-hmm. You think that something negative is about to happen? They're like yo, what the hell? They get out and they all just start like dancing. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like a movie. Like, it's yeah. incredible. Only in Philly, but mm-hmm. and only over Philly sports. I swear. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, keep going with that. Uh, around that time, that's when you know it, it, the city was on tilt. It was on like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so events were really happening. Uh, they were they were bigger than they've ever been. I feel like, or at least the energy was uh, mm-hmm. that a lot of people had. And really, the coolest stuff was I remember I was able to get in at the ring ceremony after party um, at Noto. Wow! Wow! And they had uh, it was like Uzi Ross. Wow! Sneak, all oh the players, crazy. like That's I'm talking so cool. about, like the players, like we're like we're as close as we are right now. Yeah, like, they just got their rings. Oh and I'm god. looking at the ring and like it's like as big it's as like the sparkling, microphone, like, like from right a distance. Here. Oh my yeah. god! Like, it was no, it really was sparkling. Yeah, no, yeah, kidding. no, I'm not even kidding. Oh my god! And I'm just like looking, and I'm just looking down. I'm like, yo, what the hell? I'm like he's so close that like I could just pull this off his hand, but of course he's gonna catch me. Like, yeah. like intrusive like, thoughts. Yeah, these, are the <laughs> fa- these are the fastest, strongest athletes like, in the world. Uh, but yeah, that was really cool. Wow. And around that same time, that New Year's uh, around that time, I think it was uh, the, either the New Year's after because yeah, if it was the New Year's after what that was uh, February was soup. So that's how long like ha- that's how long like that high was because yeah. literally it was the entire year, mm-hmm. even until that like later New Year's. I remember having a New Year's gig and then getting done early. And Ron B hitting me up and being like, yo, come by Noto, because he was playing at Noto. He just got done and uh, popping by there and pretty much ended my New Year's. But it was like me, him, um, a couple of the others. I forget who else. But then Corey Clement was in there with us, too. Cool. And uh, he was like, so he he was just like pouring Henny shots with people, too. <laughs> Slay. Cool. Awesome. Slay. Um, but. Or, or maybe I shouldn't say he was there. Maybe it was a guy that really looked like Corey Clement. Was there. <laughs> <laughs> he really, really looked like him a lot. Kind of in his he looked and sounded exactly like him, and it wasn't him. But yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but That's yeah, amazing. That was, those are probably like the coolest stories. Other than that, you'll definitely see. Um, like I said, like I was saying before, you'll you'll notice and you can see like certain athletes. And you can almost like point out exactly what kind of athlete they are. Like. Shoot the, the the eagles. Some of the eagles, like they they take up the entire section. Like, oh yeah, like, I remember right. seeing them coming at Vesper. And oh my it's gosh, like, I was literally, out. Like, no, these literally, guys are a whole doorway, massive. I was out with um, them at Barcelona one time. They had the entire like downstairs pilot. They had the entire one side of the room, and there was only like ten of them. I was yeah. like, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> so and many. S- and some of them are like, some of them come out and like they they party pretty damn hard. Like, yeah, they be like they come out, they chug beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. Literally like, like singing country music yeah. and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but then there are some of them that are real chill and like they don't want to be bothered. And I can understand that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've definitely seen, I've definitely seen times where I, I saw somebody come out and I would see them because like I said, they're massive dudes. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh look, there's so-and-so over there. And uh, the last thing that I want to do is like, you know, put the spotlight on them. But mm-hmm. then after me saying that, the dude who has the mic is like, shout outs to so and so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You got to imagine, like, yeah. imagine like, if, if somebody was just bothering you all the time. Like, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like, Bro, yeah. you just want to chill. All the attention's mm-hmm. on them. You know, yeah. and, and I've been on both sides. Speaking of go to go back with the Corey Clement thing, I've been on mm-hmm. both sides to where I've seen. I've, I've had that story where where it was with uh, the doppelganger of Corey Clement. And then also, <laughs> I have another funny story where it was right after they won. Mm-hmm. So this is literally right after they won. 
we're at a club and I have one of my friends out who's not from nightlife or anything. So like I constantly like I would I would I don't want to say constantly, but every once in a while you kind of have to like kind of like check him on like the little unsaid rules of like nightlife etiquette, mm-hmm. especially when it comes down to VIP areas okay, and yeah. stuff. Um, you know, like I know that sounds like super bougie, but there's like just certain things you do and don't do for sure. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like you're not you're not going to go in anybody's section. There's no reason for you to be taking a video of people, uh, other mm. people's bottles mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. It's not your bottle. Like, mm-hmm. don't pick up the money on the floor. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Sim- simple stuff. And then there's other stuff, too. Like, um, for example, this guy, this guy was in a section next to us and uh, his friends were there. One of his friends happened to be Corey. And this was right after they won. And they're all there. They're partying. We're in a section next to him. We're partying. One of my friends says something. He points him out. And is like, yo, that's Corey Cremento there. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's because they're all just regular people. And that's the way that you should approach it. Because generally, if you do approach it that way, then you'll get a better experience out of it. Right. If you approach it the other way, you're 99% of the time going to get a weird experience out of it because you're being the one that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, and yeah. um and I remember just saying, like, I was just like, yeah, like, he's there. Okay. He's, yeah. And my friend asked me later on, like, should I ask him for a picture? And I just looked around and quickly was like, no, no yeah. leave him alone. Like, he's out. He's out. This isn't a place. I could understand if maybe they advertised that he was yeah. supposed to be here because mm-hmm. then he's getting paid. It's an right. appearance. Like, An you appearance. know, like, no, he's out enjoying himself. Right. I was like, no, we won't do that. And um, about 10 minutes goes by, maybe at most. And I hear, like, out the, like over on the corner, I hear, Mr. Clement, <gasps> Mr. Clement, mind you, he's Not like, Mr. he's like the same age as Not us. Mr. That's what, exactly. Yeah. That's what, no, exactly. No. So like, it, like my friend is going, Mr. Clement. Oh my God. My friend isn't even an Eagles fan. Yeah. Getting second hand <laughs> like, He's not even an Eagles fan. He tells me that, he tells me he wants to take the picture for his little brother who's an Eagles fan. Oh, I don't boy. know. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to send my brother a picture of me and some other dude that he wants to meet. Like, <laughs> yeah. look at this. Oh but uh, anyways, oh um, I hear him yelling, Mr. Clement, Mr. Clement. Dude walks over, leans down because we're in a section below his. Mm-hmm. So leans down is looking over at him. <laughs> and he's looking down at him. He's like, hey, do you think I could get a picture? And like, Corey looks left, looks right. And it's like, nah. Yeah. Oh my he literally was like not right now yeah. in the yeah, nicest yeah. way and just walks away yeah. and looks and then my friend looks at me and I was like I'm just letting you know like you just ruined everything for that night like you yeah. know like, because also we were actually becoming like pretty cool with like the people in the other section and the best thing you could do is just be cool like, yeah exactly honestly, like, yeah. it's the best thing you could do is just be cool because you're not like because at the, at the end of the day like alright like what are you going to become friends with this person no probably not like, so the, the best thing that you can get out of this is what? Like, the story we're talking about, like, we talked about earlier, yeah. of, like, taking shots. Mm-hmm. If I would have walked up and been like, holy shit, Corey, Clint, <laughs> take a shot. You know exactly. how quickly I would have gotten pushed out of that booth? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, but I'd rather have, like, a cool experience and a story and no picture and people yeah. going, like, this sounds like BS, you know, yeah. and then I'd rather have that for me. Yeah, you get a genuine yeah, interaction absolutely. with the person. Yeah, because yeah. it's right. weird, dude. Like this whole running up to people and just taking pictures with them immediately like they're mm-hmm. animals is weird to me. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird to mm-hmm. me. But yeah, so I'll say uh, there's a lot of a lot of players are pretty much are the only people that I've partied with or I or I didn't party with. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, right. The party they may or around. may not have been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened to me and Sam last week when we were walking home um, from Uptown, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on like ninth and Christian, there's this place, Fear of Sausage, 
maybe six inch cushion, something like that. Anyways, they have like outdoor seating. And we're walking by, and it's just Tobias Harris with, like, three other people eating dinner. And I remember Sam was like, is that Tobias Harris? And I, like, looked. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that is Tobias Harris. You know when you see somebody and you, like, recognize their face? You're like, how do I know this person? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't expect Since it was, like, in real life, yeah, I was like, I was like, I know this guy somehow. Like, his... I don't know. Did I play basketball with her or something? Yeah. I did not play basketball with Tobias Harris. <laughs> I wish. I wish. But, yeah, Sam, Sam said, oh, that's Tobias Harris. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's Tobias Harris. And then... I thought to my head, I was like, should I say something? I was like, nah, he's eating dinner. So we just kept walking, didn't bother him. It's like, I need 15 uh, a game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> need 15 at least. No, okay. We're going to trade but, you soon, man. Hey, Come on, hey. you got to step it up. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about my Sixers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you actually get into that, though, uh, DJing uh, Sixers? Oh, uh, that, See, that's a cool story. I love this story. So um, pretty much uh, the Sixers. So it started off, I feel like the beginning of it, well, always been a Philly sports band for sure. Uh, that's one. Um, and to be more specific, uh, basketball has always been my favorite sport because um, my parents would take me there. They would, they would always try to take us at least. That was one cool thing that we did a year growing mm-hmm. up. They'd be like, yo, we're going to a Sixers game. Like, yeah. you know, and that was, I would always look forward to that. Well, I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan. Um, and then when I started to get older and then started like, making my own money anytime that i had the chance to go to a game i would literally go broke to go to games mm-hmm. like uh i remember there's when we had like the spencer halls period where we had that or, or that time where we had like spencer halls and like a bunch of other uh um like right before michael carter williams and stuff we didn't really yeah, have yeah, many yeah. people on uh-huh. the roster but we still made the playoffs yeah. i remember going to the playoffs and going broke because i knew at that time i was like we're in a rebuild period <laughs> like we're not even supposed to be here right now yeah. like you know what i yeah. mean i was just like bro so i'm gonna go to as many games as possible mm-hmm. and like we got past the first round because people were hurt on the other team and then i was like whoa i'm going to Every game I can, like, yeah. and it was insane. But, uh, but yeah, that was. I remember going broke for that, and um, then uh, I, I didn't. We didn't do too hot for a good while. Uh, didn't do too hot. Was still going to games here and there. Uh, but then one year, uh, a few years back, um, I kind of had it in me where I was saying something. Where I was, I was, I obviously knew Ghost has been the DJ for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably. I'm gonna say about a decade. It's been like what eight nine years. Um, and I always knew of Ghost, and um, I, I remember saying, I was like, man, I was like, that's got to be an awesome job, bro. Like, he's doing what I love to do, like, in the place that I love yeah, to be at. Yeah, like, yeah. Right, like, you know, I was like, that's good. I was like, I got I want that. Like, I want a job like that. Like, yeah. I remember just saying that out loud. I remember saying that to, like, to my friends around me, and then I just remember just saying, like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm going to get, we're going to make this happen. I don't know how, but we're going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I put a tweet out where I said uh, in the tweet, I probably have the picture of it somewhere and it says i will dj for my favorite team and it said it said i will it, like it just said that it says i wow. will dj for my favorite team and i forget how the the, the time stamp i put on it yeah. um but then after that i didn't have any grand ideas it's like you know what like i don't know how this is gonna work i was like but maybe let's just treat it like the club so it's just a really fucking expensive club <laughs> yeah like you know it's like so i'll just start going so i just started going to more games again start going to more games like it was the club and I would literally like uh, I would literally hit people up, be like, "Yo, you guys want to go to a game? You want to go to a game? You want to go to a game?" And yeah. everybody would say no, and I'd be like, "All right, I guess I'm going by myself." And I would drive to the game, driving to the game. I didn't even have tickets, and I would just be like updating the app, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like on the way to the game, even for playoffs. Yeah. And I would update the app all the way to the game, pull in, and I would buy my tickets like right before I was about to walk in because mm-hmm. you got to think everybody's trying to sell like like season ticket holders stuff like that. 
um, when it's not a sold out game, they're just trying to get rid of that ticket. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and if it's still up Smart. there, that price is just going lower and lower and lower. I'm probably ruining this for so many other people that do this <laughs> as well. Uh, but that, that, that's Hacks. it's probably going lower and lower and lower. And uh, I would literally just watch it go lower and lower and lower. And I would just look at like the best seats. And sometimes I'd get like, you know, like baseline seats for like a hundred bucks. Wow. You know, like, yeah. like, like, uh, like, like playoffs, Trey Young, when yeah, we had yeah. Ben Simmons, like I was on the baseline. Like, Holy shit. Oh my like God. Bucks. You know I mean? It's wow. me by myself going nuts. Like, That's not gonna, yeah. go, like, you know, But I would go to these games and then I would, I would tag ghosts, like, you know, cause I'd be, cause I'm a fan first. Yeah. Like you know, at the yeah. end of the day, I'm still a fan. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that I've noticed a lot of these workers too. They're all fans. Like everybody's, they're all fans. So mm-hmm. it's fun. Uh, but yeah, I'll tag him and everything. And then also too, at that same time uh, of me going, I was, uh, I, I realized I had a ton of Sixers gear. So I was like, man, like, you know what? I'm just going to start like DJing. And just like, I was at the time, I was always wearing jerseys every time I DJed. And specifically when there were Sixers games, I would wear a Sixers jersey and then I'd take pictures and everything. And then I started using those pictures where like the next week when games would come up, I'd almost be promoting it like I already worked for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know for a fact, because um, I was hash- I was putting like hashtag Sixers, hashtag Sixers DJ, like, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and uh, I-, I would not be surprised because I-, I don't know this for a fact, but I would not be surprised if somebody had sent that or it somehow reached Ghost in some type of way. Whether yeah. the algorithm sent it to him <laughs> on his on his uh, Discover page, yeah. or somebody was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would not be surprised um, because it does seem you got to be pretty audacious to be like, "Oh, like Sixers DJ," when you're, you're not, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And and I knew that when I was even putting that out there, but I was like, "Hey, like, what's the worst that could happen?" Like, yeah. you know? So put that out there. Um, out of nowhere, I get a message from Ghost. And it's not about any of that stuff, though. It was uh, he just he just says something like he's like, hey, I have this event um, and we have these guest DJs. I need one more guest DJ. Like, would you be available? I'm like, yeah, sure. I had never really spoken to him before that. The mm-hmm. only kind of interactions we had was like me maybe tagging him in something and then him yeah. posting it or like, yeah. you know, like it's like the equivalent of like a thumbs up reaction. Like, yeah. You know, nothing, no words or right. actual conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the first conversation we had and then went to that gig. Um, I made sure to like really show my ass that gig, not literally, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, made sure to really just like show off at that gig. And then also to just like, just talked and in talking, like at, at one point in conversation, like Sixers got brought up and we were talking about it as, cause he's a fan too. Like, you know, he's a big, he's a major fan too. Um, trust me, uh, it's 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 fun having like yeah. Sixers coffee, especially when you bust out like memorabilia and he's like, oh, this do- see this is that Dr. J signed ball, like you know he's a fan too, <laughs> That's awesome. like, yeah. you know like it's uh, but it, and when talking to him, we started seeing like how he had similar fandom, and out of nowhere he just goes like, you want DJ Sixers games? And I mean, when I heard that, I was like, of course, I'm like fuck yeah but yeah. like I was, I was like yeah man like you know but i'm trying to like keep it cool yeah like, yeah it's fine. I mean, everything's like, fine yeah i'm just trying to keep it cool because also too like how many like uh you've been you've been in this for a decent amount of time at this point now right so right, yeah. but how many promises have you gotten uh yeah you know what i'm getting yes, like if, if if i actually got if i actually received all of the promises that people said or if i actually received all of the handouts whatever you want to say mm-hmm. uh that people said that they're going to give me i 
would be somewhere ridiculous. Oh, right yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Yes. But yeah. that just happens. And sometimes people, they'll say stuff because, you know, it's just real quick. It's, it's, it's generally, it's not really always something personal. It could just be something real quick, like, you know, just in conversation. Sometimes people forget. Like, there's a billion reasons why stuff can fall through, right? Yeah. Um, but what I'm getting to is stuff tends to fall through. It doesn't always work out. So that's another reason why I didn't want to get my hopes up. Because, like, and especially something like that, I was like, bro, like, I get my hopes up for, like, for this, and then it doesn't work out. It's going to make me fuck around and hate the Sixers. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm not about to do that. So so rather than that, rather than me getting my – I was just like, you know what? Like, that would be amazing because that's all I could think. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. If yeah. it happens, that would be amazing. If it doesn't happen, like – I understand it because like how many people get that opportunity, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. uh, but what I will say, and I've said this to him so many times, like he, he's a man of few words talking about ghosts. He is. He's a man of few words. He doesn't talk much, but he's a man of his word. And he's always been a man of his word for me. Uh, anytime, especially with these situations, he said he was going to he said he was going to do this and he made it happen. And ever, ever since, he's always been like, listen, like you're my guy. I got you. Whatever I say, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And like, mm -hmm. he, I got to give him props for that. And that's really how it started. I got brought on literally around the same time when James Harden got brought on. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, the, and, and just you might, been, you're probably going to be there longer, too. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Shoot. We're going to. Uh, I can't comment on James. <laughs> but hopefully James doesn't come back as fat suit James Harden. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, right. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, 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 really, I really am hopeful for Sixers this season. Uh, I'm just. I'm blessed to be there. Uh, it's probably my favorite gig uh, just because literally like uh, I get to see a big part of it. And, and I'm going to I'm going to put together a video with all the fan interactions and stuff, too. A big part of it that I really enjoy is um, when you go to so when you go to sports games, it's yeah, you're going to watch a sport. But like a big part of it is really all the stuff around it. Right. Like, shoot, you go to you go to baseball and like, what are these people like? Oh, we're getting hot dogs. We're going here. We're going that. Like you yeah. didn't say anything about saying seeing like your favorite player, not right. saying that you're not going for that. But there's so much around it. The yeah. entertainment, yeah. like all of that. And to be on that side of the entertainment team uh, and to be like really giving like these gifts of like memories to kids that like I was once one of those kids okay. like that honestly is like so fulfilling to me like to see like kids coming up and they're just excited I'm a nobody and they're excited to come up and give me a high five because this is yeah. their first six years yeah. oh like gosh. you know what I mean like yeah. and like but I can't sit here and go like why are you giving me a high five kid like <laughs> yeah, no yeah. like it's just but it feels amazing to like be helping like create these memories with these families watching these people there's nobody going out there and 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 having a bad time like yeah. you can't that's i've said that's the one job that it's one of i shouldn't say the one only but that's one of like few jobs where you walk into even on like the worst day almost seemingly and you're gonna get flipped around like mm -hmm. you can't help it just because your coworkers are walking we're getting hyped about the game you got fans coming in they're getting hyped like little kids are dancing yeah, stuff like that so yeah. like it's so hard to go into that environment and not be happy um yeah. so like that is probably like one of my most it's got to be like one of my most fulfilling gigs also for like my 10 12 year old self um you know for sure i i, I had to ask ghost because uh after I don't know how many times I've been into that arena at this point, uh, but I don't take it for granted at all. And I thought that, like, you know, I was kind of being like, uh, I don't even know how to, how to, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but that I was kind of 
getting myself like being a little too giddy about the whole situation like, yeah. yeah like bro like this is time number i don't know like 100 and like yeah. i'm still like holy shit <laughs> like, you know what i mean like because it's crazy to me That's like great. and i had to ask him i was like hey man like do you ever and i didn't even get the the sentence out he's every day every day oh, bro. It's like honestly great. it's like it's amazing i'm on year nine and like I still can't believe it. And like, wow, it's, awesome. no, it's really awesome, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Good for blessed. you guys. Feel blessed. What would you say is your most like memorable nightlife experience or gig? I'll, I'll do two bookends. This is actually a good way to do it. So first big show and then most recent big show um, and kind of, kind of match it together. Cause first big show I remember was New York. That was probably 2012, 2013. And that was at, I don't even know, I might be off. I got to see, it was, it was before B.B. King's and Times Square got, it's it's not anything anymore. And mm. I don't think it is anymore. Uh, but it was at B.B. King's and Times Square and I was opening up for Joey Badass. And uh, it was like, we had like two separate rooms. And I remember it was like this whole thing where like, I, it was one of the first gigs where like all the gigs before that, I used to get my hopes up. That was my biggest issue. I would have this idea of like what the event was going to be like and, yeah. and you're going to do this, bro. And the crowd's <laughs> going to act like this and bro, mm, this is going to be, no, it never, it never ever happens exactly how it is. But like, that's mm -hmm. also okay. Like I didn't realize that at that time. Uh, but that was the first gig that I went into where I was just like, you know what, bro? Like, no, 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 whatever happens, happens. Just control what you can control. Bring your stuff. Like that's literally I'm, I felt like a little ass kid going to school. Like just make sure your lunch is packed. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your stuff. You got your books. All right. Like just be prepared. Like that's all I could do uh at that time. And uh that's all I tried to do. And the, I remember that was the best thing I could do because also that gig ended up being the first like I don't even know what's called the in, the in the terms of like in, D, in the DJ world like it's so it was a movie like last yeah. night was, <laughs> a movie. Night was a movie yeah <laughs> yeah that was my first movie so BB <laughs> King's great. Joey Badass that was my first movie oh. um, you know and like awesome. that was and ever since uh, I always told people like I was kind of chasing that uh, chasing that feeling because uh, like this it could feel kind of like a drug mm -hmm. um, you know oh, like yeah. performing for people yes. and stuff and like ever since then I was chasing that feeling just because mm -hmm. of like how the night was going and how like there was a lot of stuff that happened so like how it actually ended up working out for me wasn't supposed to happen but it was just it just all ended up it's pretty much like a shit sandwich turned into like something amazing mm -hmm. um, you know and that and that whole feeling of that night was just amazing I'll never forget that um, and that's one end. That's the beginning. I'll say the most recent one was uh, definitely Hard Rock opening up for uh, Joel and Randy. Mm. And uh, that was uh, for like 6,000 people. Oh, wow. Awesome. Um, that's, yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. really cool. So like just listening to like all that, like that amount of people. Like I've never been in front of a crowd that big personally. Mm -hmm. um, so just listening to that amount of people like sing together was like, really amazing and it was a large latin crowd like specifically puerto ricans so literally like all i had to do was just shout out puerto ricans and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's great you know, it was really cool really yeah. cool it's a so. special feeling having like control over the crowd like that yeah, yeah yeah and like and i and i get where people say like where there's like oh that must be hard but in actuality like i don't know like it's like it's it seems hard i guess like if you've never done it before but then if you've dj'd like a few times and then when like you I shouldn't say a few times when you've DJed enough and then when you realize like oh like the larger the crowd actually the easier it is, it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. because like if you think about it like it's like when you have nobody 
Holy shit, is that difficult? <laughs> so much harder. So Holy, much harder. Or when you or when you have a ton of people and everybody's afraid to like be like high school dance type. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? The first like, one to dance or yeah. Like, Taking like, videos of those is hilarious. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, it's I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all about angles. Yeah, it is <laughs> all <laughs> angles. Like, I'm hey, like you, up on the DJ, like look, yep. smile for me. Like it's like I need you to move over there. Yeah, like, yeah. you move over. We gotta space it out. Spread you all out. That's a mess. Yeah, no, it's like it's tough. So so the larger the crowd, the easier it actually is. It is, like, yeah. Just because if you think about it, like you have, it's like mass hysteria comes into effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when you have this group of like a hundred people over here all singing "Titi Mi Pregunto," and then you're the you're gonna be the one person just like, yeah, yeah no, you're right? gonna vibe with it. Yeah. Gonna, like, it's, yeah. Almost, it's hard not to. Yeah. Like it's almost impossible. You really got to. them bumping it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on, let's like go. selfie. <laughs> like, no, like it's like you're gonna you're gonna like jump in with it. So yeah, it's, right. it, it is way easier, but. Um, but I guess it could be overwhelming for some people, maybe. I don't know. I, I fucking thrive. In that yeah, I, I feel you the know. same way. It's yeah. Fun. yeah. It's 100%. I, I can't wait and hopefully we can. Oh, I should say, I hopefully will do that again and can't wait to do that again. Because uh, that set was really good. That was a lot of fun. Cool. That's um, awesome. I have another question. Uh, if, you had the, if you had the choice to be in a room for an hour, two hours with a DJ, producer, artist, who would it be and why? Ooh. I kind of got a list of like, could I could I do like a little list of like a panel of people if we could like get like a powwow possibly? Do, do yeah. three, do three. Three is even hard. Goddamn. All right. Um, <laughs> you know what? So I'm gonna say. All right, I gotta be creative here because I got if I only got three, I'm gonna say Pharrell. So Pharrell okay. for one, because I'm gonna explain because obviously the music side for one, mm -hmm. but then also two, like I was a big fan of Pharrell when it came down to the fashion. I'm wearing Billionaire yeah. Voice Club right now. Yeah. And yeah. So like. Literally, we're in BBC right now. So, uh, uh, growing up, like Pharrell, like how he took music and fashion, and like, and he was taking like uh, artists from Asia, like like uh, like uh, like illustrators and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah, he was doing stuff in hip hop that was definitely a little, little bit different, um, you know. And he was he was cool with being nerdy, you know. Like at the time, like literally, his group was NERD. Like you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like so, uh, Pharrell for the musical and um, the. the beyond music side of just his just his artist artistry in itself is insane to me um and then this one i'm gonna say i got i'm gonna throw him out there it's gonna i guess seem weird i'm gonna throw rob deerdeck in there mm. and the big reason why is just because uh i was very intrigued by how he took stuff and how he was able to take anything and literally just mold that into something else um and a third one you know what i'm gonna go ahead and just throw because i gotta throw a dj in there and i'm i'm either gonna throw jazz jeff or am in there um yeah. and you know, I, I i'm just gonna go ahead and jazzy jeff's still here um you know so uh the am's not here rest in peace so i'm gonna say am so we can bring am back and throw him into this powwow because i would love to pick his brain uh because i mean uh obviously he's dj's dj he's kind of like the godfather of uh, open right. format music or open format style mm -hmm. and like true open format style in the sense of like he would literally play like the hottest hip hop track into a Def Leppard track. Yeah. And both people that like both types of music would like, would, they couldn't help but like it. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and, and that was his whole thing where like he would go up to people and he's like, oh, I'm going to play this queen track like at a, tra at, like a club, like a rap club hip-hop club and they're like bro what he's like and he's like it's <laughs> yeah. gonna work and like he would do just it just and me. it would yeah and it would work so uh i'll just go ahead and say am so it was is pharrell rob deerdeck and am really cool. interesting nice yeah cool. i'll take it 
Cool. Yeah, that's definitely like very different perspectives too from each person. So mm-hmm. I feel like you would get, gain a lot out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I just got to throw like, uh, if we get a fourth, we're just going to throw Gordon <laughs> Ramsay in there because somebody's got to cook. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so we actually had some listeners write in. We asked our Instagram followers to tell us their craziest night out. And we have two good stories. So we're going to read them and we, we want your reaction. Okay. Yeah. All right. So first one, uh, I'm just going to read it from exactly what they said. Me and my friends were in Vegas for a bachelor party. On the first night, we all went to a few clubs and got unsafely hammered. All night, we were talking about going to gamble afterwards. We headed back to our hotel at around 4 a.m. and walked our friend, whose bachelor party it is, back up to the room because he needed to go to bed. He was pretty non-coherent at the time, but as we're leaving the room to go to the casino, he handed one of us $1,000 to gamble with and hopefully win him money. And then he went to bed. The rest of us head down to the casino, where we then all decide to put a combined $10,000 on black split evenly between us, including our friend's $1,000 that he gave us, and red came out. We lost ten grand. We were all freaking out because we just blew a huge chunk of our money, and we didn't want to ruin our buddy's weekend. After we lose, we hear a jackpot go off on one of the slots near us. While we were playing roulette, our friend, who we took up to the room to put to bed, somehow made his way down to the casino, put a $100 bill in a slot machine, and hit for $30,000. When we looked over at the slot machine and saw that it was him, it felt like we won the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally the plot of The Hangover. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm like sitting here waiting. I'm like, all right, are they going to be asking for advice? Like, you know, like, what? Like, now what? Do you just like, I feel like at that point, you just pick him up and carry him around. Like, you know, literally. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie moment. Yeah. 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 Like, you know what I mean? You just got to carry him. Yeah. That's, that's what? Yo, like. Wild. Let me be that guy. No, right? Like, yeah, right. God damn. And then imagine so, getting married like right after that. Like oh that's got to be the best week of your life. Like, they, right? told you, oh, yeah. they told you at the end that this is fake, right? Because this stuff doesn't I, happen. I was reading it. I was like, no, this they, is like the hangover. Not. Like it, yeah. this doesn't happen. I was, I was like, like she said, she was like, that's this is literally the, the plot of hangover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely no, wild. Real. It's like shit's was, getting shittier. Shit's getting shittier. No, I was, and yeah. Like, yeah, and he's like, I could not imagine, bro. It's like, bing, 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 bing. I hope he remembers if he was that like, if he was that blacked out. I hope he remembers that because that would be the one thing to remember on that night yeah but yeah do, do you guys gamble at all i do you i do. have a casino license so i cannot gamble Ooh. yes good, good. Uh, that's kind of probably for the better yeah. i would probably only put five bucks in and if i lost walk away like but still yeah. it's better i don't so what have your experiences been like with like when have my real question is why do we always win when we're like hammered only when we're hammered <laughs> I feel yeah. like you're more fearless. Yeah, I was, like yeah, I have a story actually because I was telling I was telling you earlier that my so my company when I worked for Five Below we had our 20th anniversary at Ocean Casino, rented out like the entire casino oh, like shoot. HQ2 like Jazzy Jeff was was playing for us. Nice. Um, my CEO was crowd surfing like it was a crazy nice. crazy night. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And so um, we like my team was uh, like on the younger side. We were the financial analysts for the real estate team. So, and this was like kind of our first like corporate like weekend out. Um, so one of my coworkers who ended up being like one of my really good friends um, got unsafely hammered that night as well <laughs> with us. Um, and uh, like our, my VP was there and like my director and everyone was drinking. Like we had like a really good team. And so we were out and um, I was like more sober than everybody else. So I was kind of just like checking on my like kiddos, making sure they were okay. He, I, I literally turn around to him screaming. I'm like, oh my God, like what did he 
he possibly do. He went down to roulette, threw it on red, and hit like right yeah. away. He won like I forget how many thousands of dollars he won, but it was a lot. <laughs> That's and crazy. Then, I take them up to bed and I, I go into my room and go to bed too. And like an hour later, we I get a video from him to our group chat. He had gone to McDonald's, came back. He had the burger on the bed and it's like a rap song playing in the back. And it's like, he's just like putting the money like on the burger. I was like, Bones. what are you doing? Like, but I literally was laughing my head off. And I, we, like, yeah. I saw that video saved. Like I watched every once in a while when I'm having a bad day. Like it, that was probably the funniest night ever. And of course, the next day he was like, what did I do like was I okay I was like no you are literally were everyone's entertainment in the best way like you killed it like what a great time out for your first corporate night out yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, it's what awesome. do I do? well for one you won five thousand. <laughs> yeah this, uh, a lot happened for you and all good yeah you want good news or do you want bad news <laughs> yeah I was like I don't have any <laughs> you don't have any <laughs> yeah it was a very funny night for yeah, sure I was, I was like thinking that this was gonna turn around that's like can we let's just clap for that guy yeah. no yes yeah, good guy. job Brendan <laughs> shout out to you <laughs> winning literally yeah and then yeah we have a second story which is i will read so here we go i accidentally invited three of my johns to the same club one of them followed me home even though i told him not to so i left and i went to my boyfriend but not boyfriend's house woke up the next day to find out that the man i left at my house ended up sleeping with my roommate in my bed good for him (laughs) (laughs) he said i'm not leaving this night empty-handed and he didn't (laughs) Kind of a slave. It's like the definition of getting robbed in a way. Like a Robin Hood moment. Yeah, like it's crazy. But you said, mm-hmm. I, I need to see this back. So you're saying, so yes. you're pretty much saying that, that it was, is this a girl that went out? Yeah, so she this invited, girl invited yeah, three, guys, she invited yeah, three guys to out. the same club. Yeah, all three showed up. She brought one, she brought one home. Yes. And then the one that she brought home ended mm-hmm. up sleeping with her friend. Hey, yes. I mean, she, she, went, she went she to the other. Left to she went to, to the other guy's John's house. house. Oh, and left him in like her room. Oh, yes. And then my question is, what are you mad about? Yeah, like for yeah. real. Like I mean, honestly, I mean, I guess here's the thing: if the friend knew that, like, you getting around like that, like everybody's dirty. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, dirty. this is this is getting a little too. I'm trying to, in like, the weeds, guys. Yeah, like, I'm trying to break this down. Like, all y'all are dirty. I want to know if she was mad at the roommate. I want to know how yeah. that conversation yeah. went. Like, That's who did true. she find out from? Did the roommate tell her? How did the roommate think this guy just ended up at the house? Did she know him? Like, I have a lot of yeah. questions. Yeah. I mean, it happened in her bed, so she could be mad about that. That it happened I, in her bed. Yeah, that, that roommate. That roommate would not be my roommate anymore. Yeah. Like, that would have to be it. I totally forget about the fact. See, like, I never had roommates, so like, I totally forget about the whole fact that, like, you know, a roommate doesn't necessarily mean it's your friend. <laughs> I mean, it true. could be totally opposite. They sometimes. could hate each other. Exactly. I don't know. Like that happens. The dynamic might not be the best of friends. Yeah, like, you know, like so. I've had I, shoot. I've seen people where they they're like, yeah, that's my roommate. I know nothing about them. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was I've random. Seen, yeah, know. they're like, I know nothing about. I would them. never be able to live with somebody. And like, we got to at least be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, you share a dishwasher. Like I don't know. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta at least think that like you know, if I come home with something, then the next day you're not gonna be like, yo, bro, so. Like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like like shoot. I mean, I'm not in these situations. Like I'm I'm in a relationship, but right. like but say like I just I need so many more details. Like, did she yeah. let him inside? Yeah. Like, did she said not to come home with her, so she left him there? Like, wh- what? Where did she think he was going to go? And then yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? Girl, state, I've got what questions. State, what state was he in? Was the roommate <laughs> there the whole time? Did the roommate? Come did they home? know each other previously? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did they Did they have a relationship? Did I the roommate know. come? Because if they didn't have a relationship, and let's say the roommate was already there, and like. 
It's so weird. I'm I guessing, have so I'm many guessing he was pissed that she left. Right. And then he was like venting to the roommate. That had to have happened. You're so right. That okay, that makes happen. a lot of sense. That makes the most yeah. sense to me. He's kind of iconic, though, for like inviting all three guys to the club. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. I feel like. Confidence. Yeah. You invited that, that, I feel like that's something a guy would do, though. Like, I feel like guys would mess that up. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mess that up, yes. Maybe. But like, but if they don't, if none like, of them know each other. That's true. That's true. And but they're coming. What if they were coming with like groups of friends? She was like, okay, well, I'm just at this club. And they all were like, okay, we're coming too. That's so. <laughs> I, I kind of think it's like, iconic. If this is like, if this is one of like, my, like one of my friends, like I would just be over, and especially if I was DJing, and it's like, like I do this one, I would be just like shit eating grin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like you fucked up. I like, did something like this once back in college. You, you juggling? <laughs> no, so I wasn't like seriously talking to any of these girls, but um, was it three girls? No, I think it was just two girls. It was two girls. Chill out, player. And no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Anyways, so I would DJ the parties at college. Yeah. So I was like DJing at night. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm telling everybody, oh, come out tonight, pop out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm kind of talking to these two girls, and I actually wasn't expecting both of them to show up because one of them didn't even go to like my school. And so the one comes, and she's like standing me near DJ booths, and I see like all the way down, like by the front door, like the other one <laughs> the walks in, vision. and I'm like, oh my god. So I get my boy to hop on to like like start DJ a little bit. I run over to the other one. I'm like, hey, let's go upstairs. I'll show you upstairs. <laughs> and I'm introducing her to people upstairs. And I'm like, all right, I'll be right back. I gotta go DJ again. I run back down, and yep. that was a fun night. And I winded up not uh, going home with any of them because wow. mm, I did that. <laughs> yes. I did this once in Ireland. Actually, I was I went abroad with my friend to go to a wedding and. I was on hinge because I was like, I'm going to get myself a man with an accent and I'm going to get my Irish citizenship and then I don't have to ever leave. And so I was on hinge and I was like, yeah, we're going here tonight. We're going here tonight. We're going here tonight. Three of them showed up. Wow. Literally three of them. Same, same story. And I had, you know, I got unsafely hammered that night. Uh, so, um, and my friend ended up talking to all of them and just, and I was like, you know, you go for it, girl, you go for it, girl. And then we, oh, we both ended up going home together, not with any of them, but I could have gone way worse. I think it was. I think it was fine. Yeah, well, I, it happens. Hey. Next week, we want to know what stereotypes you have about the nightlife community, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that. So next week, so go to our Instagram and put those in. I'm gonna get roasted. Yeah, oh, me too. God. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> and then we'll finish off with our top five segment this week. So we're gonna do our top five sports to watch in honor of our Sixers DJ joining us today. So yeah. Nick, if you want to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. So number one's football for me. Like watching. I don't know. It's just so different than any other sport. You're looking forward to it all week. It only happens once a week, and there's only 17 games in a season. It's just there's so much hype around, you know, every game and every season. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fantasy football guy, so I just I love it so much. And then my next one is baseball because I grew up growing up. I just like loved playing baseball and always watched it, and it was like a thing I always like used to watch with my my grandfather and. I like always have that memory for baseball, so I always enjoy putting it on. And basketball is right next to that. I kind of have them tied, honestly, but I put baseball over just because of the family stuff. But anyways, yeah, basketball. I have number three. Um, I absolutely love basketball, and I, I really wish I, I could didn't have to rank these because I just mm -hmm. every sport I love in their own way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Basketball, though, I always do say it's the most exciting in the last two minutes because yeah. the whole game. 
doesn't really matter. Even if you have like a bet on a game and you're like stressing in the second quarter, you're like, I'll oh, just turn it on like when there's like a few minutes left and then you can figure it out. Uh, and then I got hockey. I just got into hockey like past few years. My roommate's a big hockey fan, so I started watching that a lot. I think it's pretty exciting. And my last one is bowling. Uh, I love to bowl and like I have my, my own like customized balls and stuff. That's great. Uh, but yeah, bowling's pretty fun. And uh, watching it too, like the celebrities do it. They do their own tournaments, and it gets like really competitive. And the professionals, they don't like fucking miss. They they're hitting strikes every time. When they do miss, it's like crazy. So I think wow. it's pretty exciting to watch. Yeah. Love that. How about you, Grace? Awesome. Um, okay, football's my first one. I love the Eagles. Just I think it's probably just because the Eagles. I was telling Nick, I was like, if I was watching like. I don't know, Saints, Rams, something I probably wouldn't be as interested, but I love the Eagles. I think the camaraderie is amazing. It's just fun to watch with all your friends. Second one is hockey, but only when they fight. That's very exciting. I don't love the back and forth. It just looks like air hockey to me. Uh, next, I like baseball, but only when they hit it really far into the stands. I think that's really exciting and fun. I love, again, love the camaraderie. Otherwise, boring to me. Then I like basketball, but only when they miss a free throw because that's exciting because that's their entire job is to get the free throws. Um, otherwise not exciting they go back and forth and then lastly is soccer because it's just boring but when they score it's exciting yes <laughs> but they always score <laughs> wow <laughs> rapid fire this is, this is very like li listen only wake me up on those specific instances uh, no seriously okay. i will be doing other things like home run time wake me up moment. right before every yep. home run grand okay. slam i'm there don't, how about, how about you k fry oh yeah uh other, <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was very like they're so specific like, i like these sports but only when only? these sports are doing this during these yeah, sports. yeah. <laughs> <Very> specific. <laughs> but uh number one i'm gonna say basketball um, like I said, always been a basketball fan. Uh, it just always feels like a fast-paced sport, like never really ever stopping, super uh, high demand when it comes down to like athletics. Um, and then also to go into it, it's just like I've always been, even when you don't, the stuff you don't see, like t-shirt tosses, yeah, uh, all yeah, that yeah. stuff, is mm -hmm. always, it's always been fun to me. Um, just very entertaining in your face entertainment nonstop, uh, whether you're at the basketball games or not. Um, well, only when you're at the basketball games, just nonstop entertainment. Uh, number two, I guess two and three, it's hard to choose which one. It's going to seem weird, right? So number two and three, all right, number two and three are wrestling. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah we're going to do wrestling. Uh, like talking about like WWE, WWF wrestling. That's what I was going to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. uh, uh, growing up, me and my brother always used to be interested in that. Yeah. Um, like heavily interested in that. And uh, I think it's fun. It's hilarious. Uh, it goes on all year round. It never stops. Um, you know, and then on top of that, I think like the fandom behind it, the spectacle and everything. Like it's fun because honestly, like nobody really cares who's going to win or lose because it's all predetermined yeah. like behind the scenes. Right. Mm. So like really, I'm just there to see like the show that these people are going to put on. Sometimes it's like it's either going to be really like like cringy moments where like I laugh my ass off about it because I'm like oh that's just terrible or like they might do something that is pretty damn athletic yeah. or looks like it hurts and I'm like all right that looks awesome like you know uh so that's fun uh, like I, like I said I like the theatrics behind it and everything too like that's always really cool when it comes down to show business like mm -hmm. that like it's insane I don't care what anybody says about it being fake or anything like they put on a damn show like mm -hmm. um and then with that I put MMA as well um that's like the two and three is because i've always been a big mma fan been to a handful of uh different fight cards and stuff whenever cool. i can go um and yeah that's just always exciting to me and uh, i like the fact that 
MMA also, like, I would always have, like, MMA playing in the background whenever I was, like, practicing or working on stuff mm -hmm. uh, because I don't necessarily have to have the sound on. And then on top of that, too, I like the idea of it's the one sport where it's, like, yeah, it's you against one other person. But in reality, it's a lot of time them against themselves because, like, it's, like, are you going to outwill this person? And a lot of times it's, like, you got to make this person quit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what yeah. it is. So it's like, they, like who's going to quit first? Or who's going to, like, figure somebody else's, like, uh, uh, move out first? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and uh, and on top of that, it's, it's just, like, it's kind of similar to, like, uh, what do they say in football? Any given Sunday, right? Any given Sunday. So, like, anybody, it's only one game, and anybody could win, anybody could lose. Yeah. Like, fighting's like that, too, where everybody's mortality is the same. Um, anybody has the ability to hurt the other person, um, so you have to go in that with the respect of the other person. Uh, mm -hmm. But I always, but the big, big thing that I really liked about it was the fact that, like, in other team sports, yes, you have to rely. I have to rely on you working on yourself, right. and I have to go work on myself, and then we have to come together and we have to work together, right? When it comes down to MMA and like and stuff, even like boxing, like they just have to grind by themselves yeah, and just yeah, really sure. hone in on themselves and make them the best that they can be. Mm -hmm. And it's really just, that's what I mean, where it's always, whether it's in the gym or it's always them versus them every day, all the time, trying mm -hmm. to get better. And um, as an artist, that's kind of what you're trying to do too, is you're just trying to get better every day, right. even if it's like a half of a percent. Um, and then, so that was one, two, and three. Four, I'm going to go with football. Uh, because football, I mean, shoot, if you're a Philly fan and you're not an Eagles fan, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, I feel like if that is, like, Philadelphia Eagles is, like, the the team yeah. for Philly. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, obviously we love all of our teams, but that is probably, like, the premier team for all of us. Um, and, I mean, if you've gone to tailgates and you've gone to – you don't even need to go to games. You go to a tailgate and you go watch a game just at a bar with friends and like and, and you feel the fandom, uh, you know, and that's always exciting. Always love the love the tradition of every Sunday's, uh, whether yeah. it's us meeting up with family um, and watching the game or, you know, going out and getting highly intoxicated in a parking lot. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, to, to not go watch the game. Oh, safely intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but number five, uh, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw hockey in there, too, uh, just because. I can't like I, I have watched other sports, but I'll, I'll say hockey just because like I, I liked lacrosse as well, but mm -hmm. lacrosse isn't as televised. Right. But hockey yeah. and lacrosse are very like I used to play lacrosse, but like hockey and lacrosse are very similar. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so like the formations and everything, it's just instead of one's played down here, one's played up here. Yeah. Um, cool. You know, but uh, yeah, I'll throw hockey in there just based off of like how quick everything is and, and yeah, fighting people's pretty cool too so, oh yeah. yeah i definitely want to throw an honorable mention to boxing i love yeah. boxing yeah I, I i don't know why i didn't think of like combat sports when i was thinking of the list i don't think that's but yeah i love boxing <laughs> like, don't sign me up I don't nah <laughs> so where can we find you this weekend playing shoot this weekend oh man i started the pod by saying i live and die by google calendar so <laughs> you're gonna uh, say that yeah <laughs> gotta check the calendar <laughs> yeah i gotta check the calendar i think uh i'm down at hard rock and ac and Ooh, then i'm um, also at tradesman's and then um, at Vesper Brunch, too. Uh, so Saturdays, generally every Saturday, uh, it's either me uh, or one of the other brunch boys. We like to call ourselves me, Soho, Millie Mel. Uh, cool. We cool. do a video uh, mixing, so like a video music DJing uh, oh. brunch. So like the, the whole room's wrapped in like screens. Cool. So literally like everything that we're doing, manipulating uh, record-wise, you're seeing that visually represented as well. Awesome. Um, wow. so, That's very cool. So yeah, but... Yeah, so that's where I'm at, and then it's just 
DJ K Fry on everything. So I got blessed. Uh, so if anybody wants to, yeah, go, go follow him. Just, go follow him. DJ so yeah, K Fry. Yeah, it's just simply DJ K F R Y on everything. I got blessed to. I don't have to add any numbers or heart emojis. Yeah, that's the best. I put Philly next to mine. DJ no, I, Nick Philly. Hey, bro, that works. That's good. It's still, it's yeah. still, it's easily memorable. Yeah, you know that's what I mean, true. that's the biggest yeah. thing. Grace, you'll remember this when you're tagging us. I will, yes. <laughs> I got it. Don't worry. I follow all y'all anyway, so I'll put it in there. Awesome. Well, K-Fry, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. It was a really good conversation. Yeah. 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 No, how long have we been doing this? Does it feel, doesn't yeah, it feel I don't like, know. I think we're going on like two hours now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love it. For a while. I love yeah. it. Didn't even feel like two hours. No, <laughs> seriously. First pod. It was awesome. I love the cats. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much we'll definitely for your have you insight. back on in a few months. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to it, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank awesome. you. Yep. And thank you guys for watching. And see you next week. <laughs> Peace out.